Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. We all know life is full of challenges and that the journey involves continuous transition and change. Today, we are speaking to Hannah Ha, who has not only survived, but thrived throughout her life's journey. Hannah has over 17 years of corporate finance and consulting experience. She has a master's of education and is a graduate professor at York University. On top of all of that, Hannah is a mom of two beautiful daughters and four adorable fur babies. We are thrilled to have her here to talk to us about how she finds space and place for self-care and self-discovery as she navigates life's biggest challenges. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you. You're amazing. Thanks for joining us. Um, So maybe you can just start off by telling our listeners a little bit about your life journey so far. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I was eight years old, my parents kind of just took myself and my brother, put us on a boat (laughs) and left the country. Um, So I was born in Hanoi, Vietnam. Um, And so we spent a few months sort of just drifting along the South China Sea until our boat broke down. And then we were eventually rescued by the Hong Kong Marines at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like like around the 87, uh, 87, 88-ish. And so then we spent the next two years in Hong Kong in a refugee camp. Um, and so as a child, it was, uh, I never thought it was, would be tra- tra- traumatic until I, I had a few therapy sessions and they kind of yeah. uncovered like, wow, you know, where do you have this strength from? And, and where, where what, you know, why do you feel certain vulnerabilities at certain time? And it goes back to childhood, not knowing what to expect, right? When you're like eight years old and you just get lifted out of your home. Um, of so, yeah. So, so as, I, as I just like get older and try to learn more and understand about myself, I had to go back to childhood and, 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 and sort of like... Um, consolidate those experience those experiences so that I can understand who, who I am as a person. Um, mm-hmm. But long story short, so we spent two, two years at, at a refugee camp in Hong Kong. I learned um, a little bit of Cantonese uh, and to write a little bit of Cantonese. And my name actually came from uh, an English teacher. So she kind of just went around the room and just kind of assigned everybody a name. Her oh name was Anna. Yeah, her name was Anna. And so she's like, okay, you're Hannah. So then Hannah really stuck with me um, until now, really. But uh, it, it's an interesting way to get this name. Um, so what, what's your Vietnamese name? My Vietnamese name is Hong. Hong, okay. Yeah, so it's Tu Hong. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But I never really use it. Uh, Hannah, okay. Hannah just got stuck with me. Mm. Um and so, yeah, so so coming over here when I was 10 years old, didn't speak a lot of English, you know, I was uh, bullied quite a bit because obviously didn't look, you know, like the rest of the kids around like the early 80s. Um, and so growing up in Canada was a little bit, uh, it was a bit challenging, right? I started to sort of 
struggle with um, self-identity, like where, like where do I identify myself? You know, is it am I a Canadian or am I a Vietnamese? Am I both? Mm -hmm. um, and so I was in limbo for a period of time. Um, and so when I graduated from university, uh, got married right away, have children right away, mm -hmm. um, and then moved back to Vietnam. So I had been away from Vietnam for, so when I was 10, I moved back when I was 24. So a good portion of my life, right? So mm -hmm. I moved back and then kind of went through another identity crisis. I'm like, wait a minute. Now I'm sure. I'm back, I don't feel like I fit in either, right? And right. so there's all cultural differences that that makes me like out of place so that was the second round uh where I had to really you know dig in like deep and, and try to understand like okay where do I belong because growing up in Canada I didn't feel like I belong and then coming back home to Vietnam didn't feel like I belong as well um because I remember when I was sort of um you know I was tired of just being at home being sort of like the housewife and so I wanted to work um yeah. and so for a job and a part of the application was well um you have to state how old you are and include a picture and so the little feminism in me was like a picture why would you care why yeah like, you know what I mean yeah so so after a while I was like you know I I, I can't I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Viet, uh, go back to Canada so so my ex-husband was there at the time I was like you know what um I need to I need to go back. I need to find some meaningful work um, yeah. because this is not working out. And so I came back here, uh, worked for KPMG and I was at KPMG for about eight years. Uh, I started as an administrative assistant in the training uh, department um, and then eventually moved to the global uh, L&D department where I was huh? a manager in knowledge, technology and communication. So I was there Amazing. for a day. Yeah. 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 And um, and uh, and then after that, I, I moved to BMO, I moved to Bank of Montreal and I spent um, another eight years at, at BMO. Um, and when I was there, I had an opportunity to uh, create some brand new programs. Uh, they're, you know, professional development programs, student engagement, learning uh, and development. And so I had an opportunity to refresh the legal department's uh, student internship program. Great. Um, because I, I was observing that the students would come in and they would be a little bit isolated. And I thought, wow, you know, what a missed opportunity for them, right? And so I created a program that sort of helps them to have this holistic experience at BMO where okay. they have like a mentor, a supervisor, a manager like myself, and then also a buddy. And so they're like a part of this community now amongst other students and, and, and colleagues as well. And so that was when I realized how much I love developing young talent and, and, and you know, fresh aspiring um, uh, students and, and, you know, like the really bright and ambitious um, yeah. talent. And so I, I really liked that. I, and, but then I, I moved on to other roles, eventually moved into BMO Institute for Learning. Uh, I was a part of their uh, leadership development team. That was before COVID. Um, and so we had you know, all these plans of uh, leadership development in the workplace because BMO was building all these amazing high-tech, modernized um, workplaces, branches, hubs. 
um, in New York, in Chicago, Milwaukee, and in Toronto. And so the leadership team created this whole program where they, they would deploy myself and a colleague and um, our manager at the time to go into these hubs and do on the spot training and facilitation for leaders to help them work in a new space. Um, and then that plan all got like debunked because of COVID. The best laid plans, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and so real estate, you know, development got, you know, uh, put on hold. Our whole idea of this leadership, leadership development program kind of just got, you know, out of date like right away because we had to move into 100% virtual. Mm -hmm. um, and so we spent really like 24 seven researching uh, leadership in a virtual environment and hybrid environment, but also in-person environment where there's heightened anxiety. Um, yeah. So that was a really interesting time. Um, but COVID also meant that there was mass restructuring across different industries. And mm -hmm. they were restructured within our organization as well. And so my role got restructured. Right. Um, yeah. And so so after eight, eight plus years with, with an organization and all of a sudden, you know, this thing yeah. happened and you're disassociated from it. I, I It was a bit of a shock to my system. Um, and even like I, I know that uh, and my manager and I had conversation and we're still great friends. It's not about performance. It's about the fact that the, the economic environment is just constrained. Sure. Um, and so, but still, I was like, you know, there's still that back of my mind, where like, well, maybe, maybe it could be performance, right? Because I, I've always been a high performer, always get those quarterly awards and spotlights sure. and recognition and all of a sudden, boom, right? Like I'm gone. Yeah. And 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 oh, and out of a role that I worked so hard for, it was so mm. hard to get that role. Yeah. Like multiple interviews, demos, and demos. Wow. And then only to only to be be restructured. To have it so, end that way was not. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, and so I kind of went through a period of uh, sort of questioning and um, just let myself go through the motions as well. It was quite challenging because. I realized that, wow, like I really associated my whole like core identity, identity. Yes. And here's the third time now I struggle with identity issues, right? Mm. Because yeah. now that I've aligned myself to a corporate, a corporation, you know, like, you know, being aligned to their organizational values, adopting it as my own. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, wait, I'm on my own now. Then where do I, where do I look to? Now, now who am I? Now who am I? What does so that look this, like? Yeah. Yeah. So the third time around, I realized that I, I'm only just coming into my being myself whole, wholly just within mm -hmm. the last few years. Yeah. Um, and so it's just interesting how women, we go through different milestones and it has different impact on the way that we think about ourselves, our competence, our our skills and abilities and when we doubt ourselves because this external thing that happened to us, but at the end of it, really the strength and the resilience is already in us, right? For us to mm -hmm. survive all of these different hurdles and challenges. Um, and so at the end of the day, like you just have to be, um, just bring out the strength from within yourself and be resilient and have that curiosity to 
to to continuously learn and grow mm-hmm. and then accept that you know that, like challenges will come your way um but uh, really understand ourselves early and and be be a be an ally to ourselves because you know in corporate you're always taught to you got to look for that mentor you got to look for that coach <laughs> you got to look for that sponsor right yeah. you got to you got to perform and so so your being becomes this you know somehow being validated by external things like the yeah. award like the spotlight yeah. the yeah. bonus like that sponsor that took notice of you at the end of the day you have to be your own sponsor and because when you're like right yeah and i was it only took me like 40 years to <laughs> <laughs> um but interestingly enough is actually not successes that actually you know help me understand what my true characters and strengths are but it's actually the the what's you know so called failures you know the restructuring or the, yes. the identity crisis all of those things are hardships and challenges that actually build you uh, up to be stronger yeah and not and not so much the the status or or you know how much money you earn or who knows you or who who, who sponsors you and who validates your your uh, your strength and abilities it's actually you have to do that first and yeah. i wish i wish that i knew that like you know before entering the workforce Because in that way, you know, you don't always have to be looking for a guide or you know somebody to to validate validate you uh, who you are. Like just develop that strength within yourself first, and and perform, do well, get the experience, but always be your own champion. You know. Yeah. Um, this whole notion of like, oh, uh, what is it? If you are too positive about yourself or something like that, and become like the salesy. Person that is too focused on yourself, but actually, it's not like that. Being a champion for yourself um, means that you 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 have your own back. You trust yourself, and you know you just feel validated on your own. Um, mm-hmm. that, you, that you don't need that external um, validation, right? So, I think it, I think yeah, it does take a lot to get to that point where you have yeah. that inner strength. That would say, you know, what doesn't matter what's going on externally, yeah, and, we, and that's yeah. what we all strive for. And I think you're very much there now, which is admirable. And I think those of us in our forties are starting to get to that point where, yeah. you know, we don't need th- that much external validation. Yeah. What would you say to eight year old Hung as yeah. Hannah now, or and I guess also to yourself in your twenties as you were coming back to Canada and getting into the workforce, what, what advice would you give the little eight-year-old version of yourself and the 20 something version of yourself? Yeah. The eight-year-old, um, I would say, don't, don't, don't let go of your curiosity, right. As a child, um, you know, be curious, uh, make mistakes. It's okay. If you, 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 you know, break something, right. Because I, I grew up in a, my, very strict, you know, a household, I, um, you know, if you break something, no good, you know, so, right. so to the eight-year-old, I say, it's okay, you know, but, but it's difficult though, because the adults in the environment, you know, they, they don't have the same mindset. 
Um, however, if I could tell that eight-year-old, I'd say, you know, hold on to the curiosity, make mistakes, ask questions, yeah. ask questions, all of, like it be free to ask questions. Yeah. And then and then the 20-year-old again is, you know, trying, don't, don't, don't have you don't have to try to fit in so hard. You know, when you go to business, when you take business classes and or you go to business school, they tell you that, you know, you have to articulate in a certain way. You can't have a high pitched voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can't listen. You can't that. And then yeah. at the end of the day, you lose more of yourself when you keep on trying to adhere to certain societal norms or business norms or whatever it is. I think it's it's I think there's a fine balance, a good space to um, be aware of the norms and, and yeah. function in it in a way that's still authentic to yourself. So that I would I would tell the 20 year old that um, love that. I love the curiosity piece because, yes. you know, on my own life journey, as you're trying to learn you suddenly reach this point after all the craziness and working so hard for so long and go, 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 go. And suddenly you're at a point where like, you're like, who am I? Yeah. The first thing that therapists and everyone else will tell you to do is like, what did you love to do when you were a kid? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's part of it. So I love that you talk about that childhood curiosity. What were you interested in then? What kind of sparked yourself at that point? And for the 20 something year old, um, you know, having that, it's, it's a certain amount of strength it takes to say, you know, yeah. this is who I am versus I know I have to manage external factors this way. What's mm-hmm. sort of one thing that you know stayed true to you in your core all the way through all the transitions that you've went yeah. through? Yeah, uh, it's being of service to others, being mm. helpful to others, being resourceful. So, um, you know, when it comes to the students, right, how do I build the best or create the best experience for them? Um, When it comes to, you know, a new colleague, you know, I would, you know, take the time to show them certain things and and coach them and mentor. Um, And then even outside of work, I I also give time back to the community as well. I do a lot of not-for-profit work a lot of mentoring and coaching young professionals as well as mid mid career professionals as well and yeah. so it's the, the 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 underlining foundation that weaves all of the different selves that i've experienced throughout the years is definitely being service to other and um learning to be resourceful so i'm always learning as as uh, i'm not sure if Sydney mentioned um when covid hit and my role got restructured i decided to pursue my master of education and Lovely. so spent the last three years and I'm done and I got it congratulations um, so yeah yeah so so the you know always learning and and being of service to others are the two um core things that really stuck with me throughout all of the different challenges that I've struggled with I think that's really beautiful and it, it's um a testament sort of who you are as a person that the one thing that's consistent is that you um, pay it forward and are feel the need to be at service for others. And not everyone has that. So congratulations <laughs> on that. I think that's really special. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's, it seems like I, like, I'm like fully wound, you know, like I am crystal clear on life now, but it actually took 
so many oh. different struggles. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. you know, broken relationships, um, mm-hmm. things not working out. Um, you know, uh, just many internal, and mental, emotional. You know, a lot of things have happened, and a lot of reflection to actually get to a point where you become your own champion. Um, and mm-hmm. so sometimes it's okay to go through and experience those challenges and struggles as well. It's, it's, it, I think it's where when you make the biggest mistake is when you learn the most. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And what looks like a failure or a mistake is really yeah. life's greatest lesson um, exactly. and a gift to you. But yeah. I, I find you can only see that well past. <laughs> Yes. Whatever is yeah. going on. So when you're in the turmoil of that uh, mistake or failure and, and um, you know, that that mental emotional spiral is happening. Yeah. How do you what tools do you pull out of yourself um, to get you through that? Oh, boy. Uh, so it took me three years in my master's program mm-hmm. to be able to create a framework to understand first of all why did i feel the way that i felt where did the turmoil uh you know you know where did it come from um why do i find myself sort of vulnerable to certain things whether it be authoritative figures or whether it be you know um uh being embarrassed in 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 public always Mm -hmm. having to you know have this this persona on uh, that mm. is different and separate to myself. So the whole three years of any, I learned anything from the master's program is um, is actually trying to, you have to pinpoint back into your childhood of when things had occurred that has led up to a certain trauma, traumatized period of your life. And so what what did you suppress? What did you miss? What were the gaps in, in, in your early years of development? So I'm, I'm saying between the age of eight to 21, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the experiences like? And so, so um, for me, when I find myself in those turmoil, I actually, it, it, it was more being, when I, when I was in those, those moments without the experience and the tools to, to handle it, I actually like I suffered quite a bit, suffered yeah. quite a bit. Um, um, but through so actually when I was working at the BMO Institute for Learning, I had an opportunity to work with a, a whole bunch of very senior facilitators who are women facilitators and they they facilitate, they create programs on resilience and mental well-being and you know how how to manage your energy and stress. Uh, and all of those things, I actually learned quite a bit from them in mm. terms of, you know, if you are a worrier and you worry chronically and constantly uh, to, you know, designate a time and, and, and put it in your calendar to worry. So I use that. Um, meditation really helps, you know, just having a moment of silence and just 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 let yourself be in that moment of silence. Um, I realized that, you know, you have to take care of yourself physically too. drink a lot of water, uh, exercise, uh, believe it or not. I just started exercising about two months ago and I have never felt better. So I gained 
quite a bit of weight over COVID. I lost quite a bit of energy because, you know, working remotely at home, I was even working even more than when I was working in the office. Yes. And so always, I'm sure you, yeah, you, you can relate. Um, so, you know, just the, 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 the simple things, drink water, you know, to go for a walk, let yourself yeah. be in silence for, for a bit. Be grateful. Be grateful for what you have and where you are. Um, helps with those stressful uh, moments. And, um, you know, we only have this one life, right, to live. It's very cliche. But but when you've struggled enough and when you've gone through enough challenges, you do become more kind to yourself. And you should. You should be kind to yourself and, and be empathetic to yourself. Treat yourself like you would treat your best friend mm -hmm. or your pet. Your pet. Yeah. Let's just say your pet, because the pet your gets. Pet. Yeah, not even your friends, family, children. Our pets, we yeah. treat better than anyone else. Exactly. <laughs> we all love, you know, that our pets. So, yeah. so yeah, just be kind, be kind to ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are some yeah. people out there, and I've had friends say this to me, that they don't understand that concept. They're like, yeah, yeah I want to push myself. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, what are you talking about? Be kind to it. What kind of nonsense? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if you're not <laughs> doing that, <laughs> like, how would you explain to someone who just doesn't under, has never um, understood the concept of sort of self-compassion and self-kindness? How could they start? Like, what's the first small step that someone could take to yeah. start to build that practice? Um, I think you have to be aware of, are you busy? Are you always busy? Mm. Are you constantly, um, going from one thing to the next? I was, I was that person. So after yes. school, I worked and worked and worked. And then I just got more credentials and more schooling and more schooling. And <laughs> then, um, <laughs> And and then I real and then I'm like yeah you know I'm I'm pushing myself I'm performing I'm getting things done and then I'm constantly on the go to the point where like my mind would not stop yes. and I felt I would feel I would have anxiety attacks I would have stressful period where like I feel like my body is just giving up on me and I was like yeah. what is what is going on here you know what's like my mind is still going and it's always going. I think it's having that awareness that are you always busy? Are you always, do you feel the need to be busy constantly and pushing yourself? Right. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's the first step is do you, do you have the ability to sit in silence with yourself? Exactly. That's yes. challenging. It's very. really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. Yeah. And, and so I, I recently changed, I made a little bit of a career change because I transitioned from corporate into higher education. Yes. So now I teach um, in uh, post-grad programs at uh, York University and uh, Algoma University. So I teach business communication, creativity and innovation, professional development, all of that stuff. But the pace is a little bit slower than the corporate. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, it moves at an amazingly fast pace. Exactly. Especially in the banking yeah. and consulting industry. Sure. And so now yeah. I'm I'm like, whoa, okay, this is a different pace. And um and I have to learn to recognize that wait, it's okay. <laughs> this yes. transition. Yes. 
you don't have to be moving all the time. And so, yeah. And you're not validated or you don't derive value anymore from doing. Like there's a lot of people, myself included, who used to, I say I'm recovering from this, but (laughs) used to value myself in the number of things I was doing, involved in, pushing harder, harder. And when I reflect back on it, a lot of it was, you know, true to who I was and, and, you know, aligned Mm. with myself. But a lot of it was trying to prove that I was worth something, that I had some sort of value in this world. And that goes back to what you said in the beginning. That's not where value comes from. Value comes from you inside, knowing yourself and understanding that. And um, a friend of mine and I were chatting about this. We talk about sort of space and infinity and how big it is and all of these things. Mm -hmm. But when you start to think about going internal, Mm -hmm. the smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller we get, there's always space. There's always something smaller and there's, so there's infinite space internally and microscopically, I'll call it, but there's also infinite space. And when you start to think about that, it's like our beings and our lives and how important they are, the things we get stressed out about and sort of are able to put a lot of that in context, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so, so now my, my days are filled with doing what I love yeah. Um, which is learning and then teaching and then sharing best practices, sharing my experience now with all of these eager learners who really want to progress in their, you know, professional lives. And so I have yeah. this wealth of experience that I can share with them. Um, but that performance side of myself is still kind of like picking around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, have to find things to do to kind of keep that part stimulated as well. I I can't seem to get rid of that, you know, performance side of, you know, setting a goal, getting it done, setting a goal and getting it done. Yeah. Are you setting Um, your own goals now to sort of satisfy that drive? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working um, on a few courses. So a course development uh, with um, a few uh, colleagues that I used to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've identified there's a need for uh, personal finance for young adults and, and adults as well and for women in terms mm-hmm. of women investments, uh, investing. How do you man- manage your finance? Right? Yeah. So, so I'm working that. on that right now. The next couple of months, that's my goal is to plow through that. Um, and then... I'm thinking of maybe getting my MBA, uh, maybe a next another year. degree. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I it's, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Why not? And you know, I love that you brought up you know, like there's this part of myself because all of us have so many different parts of us that are battling it out internally at the same time. So you're never going to actually, the same way you never satisfy everyone around you, you would never satisfy every single part of yourself at any given time. So it's really about managing that. And it goes back to your message of being kind to yourself, because if you try to do all of that, you're going to end up stressed, anxiety, burnout, all of those things. But you've now focused on this love of service. And I love how you talked, you know, when you talked about educating, you're 
first words were the experience for my students. So the first yeah. thing you're thinking about <laughs> is how to create a great experience for them. And I think that's a beautiful place to come from um, when you're teaching. And now you're like, oh, this little thing is, yeah. is back there. And I've got to <laughs> do something about that one too. So it's, it's just very caring and speaks to that sort of service element of yourself that uh, you talked about yeah. in the beginning. So I think that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's, it's always looking for that right balance. Yeah. That makes you feel happy and fulfilled. Yes. Um, and so, so that's my next journey right now is to find mm -hmm. that balance. Right. So yes. I had, you know, a number of years developing my, you know, corporate performance side. And now I'm dipping into, you know, um, education. Um, but I think getting to a place of a nice balance between being able to satisfy the performance self and the service self. Yes. Would be, have, would you, be... have you changed and evolved how you define and measure Ooh. performance? No, no, ah, insightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, right. that's something yeah. that we've uh, we've talked about on this podcast that I've talked about with different people is, yeah. you know, when you're in the corporate mindset, it's drive, it's performance, it's results, and da, 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 da. but yeah. um, how you measure success and how you measure performance is a very actual personal thing in terms of mm -hmm. your entire life. So kind of as you self-reflect, think about, what makes me feel good in terms mm. of I've accomplished something or I've done. So you've actually performed incredibly well, getting a master's in education <laughs> and teaching and doing all of these things. And I think you should give yourself credit for that. Um, and thank for you thought for our listeners as well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, as you're venturing out into all of these different aspects of your life, you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that you are a mom and we have a lot of listeners yes. that are like, how the heck do I do this? Uh, and raise my kids and, and, you know, manage mom guilt and all of those things. How have you done that in your life? Oh, wow. You know what? It was really hard. It yeah. was really hard. At one point I have, uh, I have an 18 year old. Uh, she just turned 18. Fantastic. And a 15-year-old turning 16, both mm -hmm. uh, in school. I had uh, two dogs, two cats. Yeah. yeah. I was... Uh, working That's a full house. <laughs> I know, right? I was yeah. working full-time. Uh, I was teaching part-time. And then I was going to school uh, full-time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I honestly don't know how I manage it other than just plow through it. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. One dog. And I'm like, dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Plow through it. And, um, yeah. and so, um, and just being strong physically and mentally, uh, yeah. when you're not mentally well, uh, and you, 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 you should learn to recognize those cues, um, when you're, when you're not feeling mentally, uh, well, uh, to, to really take a step back. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I'm not going to put more stuff on my plate yet until <laughs> next year, maybe. My goodness, um, yeah. But it's that resilient, right? The strength, mm -hmm. right? You just, just got to do it. You just got to do what you got to do, plow through, yeah. get yeah. done, um, and things will work out. 
So for all the moms, and I shouldn't just say moms, for the parents out there yeah. um, who are hearing you, two daughters, two cats, two dogs, that's amazing. Like what a full and amazing household that must be. But how do you find the space and place for those moments of silence that we talked about where you can just be with yourself? Everybody leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. do you find that in that yeah. part of your busy life? Yeah, so I leave the house. <laughs> Love that. I leave. Walk away. Uh, yeah, walk away, take a walk. Um, I'm a big proponent of eating by yourself, dining alone. Oh. I take myself out for wings and a beer. Or I'll oh, go I love that. Solo. I even go for dinner solo. Um, yeah. You know, like, just, just do that. Like, yeah. 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 Amazing. You know what? A lot of people, have, and I've done a lot of solo travel and I, you know, solo yeah. meals I think are amazing because you just get to observe and you get to think and you get exactly. to, exactly. a lot of people are very uncomfortable with that. So I love that as a challenge for our listeners, no matter who you are, yep. single, married, kids, no kids, whatever, challenge yourself to maybe start with go out for a coffee or a drink by yourself yep. and then yeah, a yeah. meal by yourself and like think about that solo time and it doesn't have to be sort of the stereotypical is how must meditate on a meditation no yeah no you get super creative and do something that you love and that's going to give you space and place and take yourself out and treat yourself I love that exactly exactly and you don't have to conversate with anyone enjoy your food glass of wine and just observe people or you know just or observe yourself you know or observe yourself hear yeah. your own thoughts right so yeah yeah, yeah. amazing yeah. I think that's a fantastic tip are there any other kind of words of wisdom or tips that you would like to share with our listeners about resi- resilience before we wrap up for today um no I, I I would just press take care of yourself take care mm. of yourself Yes. No. What in whatever way works for you, um, please take care of yourself. That that's what yes. I would I would emphasize. Yeah, I love that, and it, that includes moving your body. Absolutely, <laughs> moving your body. Yes. Yes. yes Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Well, this has been a great chat. I got some great tidbits out of it. Same here. <laughs> I love so, that. I love it when you said, "How do you define now performance and measurements?" Yeah. And success for yourself. Oh, I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you for that. Everything you talked about, about the transitions that we go through in life, no matter what age you are, there's always going to yeah. be some sort of turmoil. That's mm-hmm. what life is about. And having the resilience to push through that and be kind to yourself as you go through it. I think that's yeah. how we all have to live. So that was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.